0: Father, thank you for the good word of God. And uh, Lord, just ask for your grace and your anointing this morning. Uh, It's already been present with us, but Lord, we just just connect to hear your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Well, we're talking about getting to know the Holy Spirit, and certainly one of the ways to get to know him has been this morning, because he's here. He is the executive producer of the presence of God in the earth. He is every bit God, as much as God the Father and God the Son. Uh, we have God the Holy Spirit. And so we've been talking about how do we get to know Him. So uh, one of the ways that we can, and I don't know how long we'll be on it, but the anointing. The anointing is one of the ways we can get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. How many of you have ever heard... How many of you have ever heard, we'll probably go, just bear with me, probably for about 22 minutes this morning. Okay, that's about how far we'll go, long we'll go. How many of you have ever heard anybody say, wow, that was an anointed service? Or that was an anointed song? Maybe you've heard somebody say, that was an anointed message. So what is actually meant by that when we're talking about uh, the anointing? It means to smear, and I'll show you if I have time, I'll show you some Bible Hub stuff and strongs concordance it means to smear to rub to paint on but it it's really divine authorization the anointing is divine authorization unction empowerment i would say the presence of the spirit that equips you with god's ability there is a major difference between a church service where everybody's yawning and you got the frozen chosen Or a church service where you've got the wind of the Holy Spirit breathing in the room. And He's ministering and He's speaking and He's encouraging and He's healing. Like Gretchen mentioned, Uh, healed her in this very room. Uh, So it's the presence of the Spirit equipping people with God's ability. Let me give you some scripture. Luke 4.18, Jesus said this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Who's upon Him? The Spirit, okay? We're talking about how do we get to know the Holy Spirit? Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. He has painted me (laughs) to preach the gospel to the poor. Sent me to heal the brokenhearted, liberty the captives, etc., sight to the blind. We know that passage. How about this one? Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. He anointed Him with the Holy Spirit. And with power, and he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We can see immediately that the anointing will always counteract whatever the devil's doing. Amen. The anointing counteracts what the enemy is up to. Um, let me give you one out of the Old Testament, a guy named David. 1 Samuel 16, 13, Then Samuel the prophet took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Ramah. Even in the Old Testament, we see the activity of the Holy Spirit. Everybody wants to talk about 1 Samuel 17, David defeats Goliath. You can't skip 16. The only reason that happened, the difference between a shepherd boy, you know, playing with stones and a slingshot in a field somewhere, and a hero slaying an eight-foot, three-inch giant is the anointing. You you can't take and celebrate 1 Samuel 17 and forget all about what happened in 1 Samuel 16. The Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day on. He told Goliath, you come to me with a spear and a sword, I come to you in the... Name of the Lord. I come to you in God's strength. I come to you in God's ability, not my ability. Amen, somebody. And so, with King David, he prayed in Psalm 51, please do not take thy spirit from me. Remember that? That's a real prayer for David because that very much could happen. But that cannot happen with you. Jesus said, when I anoint you with the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes in you to live, he'll abide with you forever. Amen. Amen. My goodness. You don't have to beg for the anointing. You don't have to try to conjure the anointing. He's in you. Right. And he, he, he abides with you. Amen. So abide in Him. Participate with Him. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21. Now He who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God who has also sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. How many of you know that's good news? Amen. So the anointing on Jesus was the presence of the Spirit equipping Him with God's ability to preach good news to the poor and all those things, bind up the brokenhearted. But according to Second Corinthians 1, you have the anointing too. Okay, what does that mean? You have divine authorization Amen. to execute God's will, His goodness yeah. in the earth. And I've, I've known so many people through the years. I've been there. We spend all our time trying to get God to anoint us. Get God to give us authorization. If you got the Holy Ghost, you're authorized. Amen. Well, what do we do? We'll stop acting like a fool. And engage with the Spirit of the Lord. Do what He says. Amen. How about this? Yield. <laughs> Yield to Him. Here's Bible Hub from Second. Uh, Corinthians chapter 1 that I just read. Number fifty five forty eight in Strong's Creo means to anoint, consecrate by anointing, rubbing, pouring olive oil on someone to represent the flow, the empowering of the Holy Spirit. There's a difference between information coming out of a pulpit and an anointed message that's coming from the Spirit of God in a willing vessel. There's a difference. There's a difference in a church that wants to close all the gates on the 4th of July and not let anybody in because they might damage our parking lot and a church that says, if they're coming to our church, throw the doors open. Let's minister to them. Let's serve them. Everybody say there's a difference. Okay, so the Holy Spirit, it represents, the anointing represents the flow, the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Involved rubbing olive oil on the head, especially to present someone as divinely authorized, appointed by God to serve as a prophet, priest, or king. You say, well, that was the Old Testament. Revelation 1, 2 Peter 1, or no, 1 Peter 2, sorry. Both say that you're a king and a priest in the kingdom of God. So God's anointed you. Everybody say, I'm anointed. anointed. You're not waiting around. You're anointed. Like Gretchen said earlier, what should we do? How about you use it? How about you participate? Come on, amen. amen. Religion is tricky. Religion says, well, let's work and work and work until we can get good enough to do something. Let me tell you what the Lord told me. He said, Steve, if, if we have to wait around for you to get good enough in your own mind for me to use you, I can't wait that long. Amen. Right. Amen. He said, how about we use you now and you can be healed as you go. Amen. Weren't the lepers healed as they went? They were. All right, so that's that's Bible Hub. I also like Luke chapter 10, verse 33 and 34 with the parable of the Good Samaritan. We know the Good Samaritan is Jesus. He's the, the neighbor to the guy who's, what, half dead. He's alive physically, but he's dead spiritually. Who's that? Adam. What did he pour into Adam? Oil and wine. Okay, oil representing, of course, the Holy Spirit and the new birth. So Paul indicates here... In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, that the anointing has to do with the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit who takes up residence inside every born-again believer. But the the anointing is more than just having the Holy Spirit. It has to do with the, the Holy Spirit and what He does through grace and unction in our lives. And the key to all this is, I mentioned it earlier, be in the right place and the right posture. Be in the right place with the right posture. This morning, I believe I'm in the right place. Yeah. I think I'm anointed by the Holy Spirit to communicate truth. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not just here. It might come in a book or some other form of communication. But I've had people tell me that. You, you're, you're gifted as a communicator. Yeah. You, you can make it easy. A third grader can get it. Right. Well, I didn't do that. When I was in college... I was mortified in speech two class. There's like 20 people in there, but I'm holding. The, you know, you had to have a what's that called a prop? Yeah, you, you had a poster board to share the point of your story. It was. I was shaking so much. The board is moving, and all I could think about is, can they all see this board moving? Because I'm a nervous wreck. Well, what happens? I've had people say, "How do you, do you memorize all the scripture? How do you quote all these scriptures?" I don't memorize them. I don't. I don't work at it. It's just a kiss from the Lord that He brings it to my remembrance, which Jesus said He would do, but He brings it in a special way to me. I can remember Scripture. I can remember where it is. Amen. Because why? Because I'm in the right place, but I'm also right postured. Yes. You say, well, what is that posture? Receptivity, availability, and humility. Amen. I do not try to get up here and do this on my own. I've, I've been there. I've been doing this for 20 plus years. I've been there where I'm even nervous. Like, Lord, I just, how am I going to do a great message? And he's like, Steve, what you have to say is not that important. How about you just rely on me and I'll use you. And then what I, what I want to say, that's important, but I, I don't need your ability. I need you to let me use you. So I need you to be available, receptive and humble. What else? God opposes the proud. So what's my biggest preparation? That I'm going to fight pride and an independent spirit. In no way do I want to get up here, Steve alone, to try to do something for God. I want the Spirit of the Lord who's anointed me to just do what He does. It's sweatless. It's effortless. I'm not working at it. Do I prepare? Sure, I prepare and study to show myself approved. But I rely on Him. I am not. I don't want to run out and do religious things. I want to know what's my place in the body of Christ. Where, where am I anointed to be and then have the right posture and make sure I'm not trying to do something religious on my own for Him. And I've been there. I speak. There's authority when I talk about it because I've lived it. I tried to do it on my own and it doesn't work. Like I said, there's a difference. What's the difference? The anointing. The anointing is the difference between a shepherd boy and a king who can slay Goliath. That is the difference. And we're called to rely on Him. You can put me in the nursery, but that may not be the right place now doesn't mean I can't maybe communicate truth I can pray for them, right I can lay hands on them. I can intercede but I think I think my call my anointing is probably better served doing this than the nursery now for others of you the nursery is where it's at and it's not hard for you to go in there some of us go with fear and trepidation <laughs> others go I can't wait to get the babies give me a two-year-old am I right what is it? It's the anointing. You've got to be in the right place. But then when you go in there, you got to have the right posture. You have the right posture. He will show up and He will use you. Come on, give Him praise this morning. He will use you. Right posture. Humility, availability, receptivity. How about this? A heart to help other people. A heart to help others. I mentioned God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. How about 2 Chronicles 16, 9? The eyes of the Lord roam the whole earth looking to show Himself strong on behalf of those who are available to Him. He wants to show Himself strong in and through you. Not you shows how strong you are for Him. That's not how this works. You're a branch, so you're dependent upon the vine. The eyes of the Lord, Genesis 6, 8, connote grace. Why? Because it says, Noah... Genesis 6-8 found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So the eyes of the Lord roam the whole earth looking for human beings who will posture themselves available for Him Amen. to utilize, to show Himself strong on their behalf. It's His empowering presence. It's that unction that comes through it. You know, when Stephen Cunha, I thought of him, when Stephen raise your hand, when Brother Stephen's leading worship, and it happens, you know, with Matt and Scott and different ones, but Stephen, when he's up there, I thought of him. There's unction when he's leading worship. And, and the Lord teaches him about worship. Teaches our worship team. Not just anybody can get up here and do it. Amen? Yes. So we've got to find the right seat on the bus. I want to be in the right place. And then I want to have the right posture in my heart. And it becomes effortless. A sweatless anointing is what I like to call it. Now, the Holy Spirit is a person and you can grieve Him. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. How do we grieve Him? Bitterness, malice, resentment, unforgiveness. Those things are occupying your heart and your mind. Uh, You're going to have a hard time operating in the the anointing. The posture of your heart cannot be malice and expect the anointing the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit with God's ability to just manifest. I want to say this too. Right right place, right posture is why we invite you and inspire you to get involved in kingdom stuff. We don't require you to do it. We have a core partners class, but there's no requirements. All we're trying to tell, tell you in core partners is, is who we are and where we're going. And one of the things that we'll tell you is that we inspire, not require. Amen. Amen. We want you to be led of the Lord. I don't want square pegs and round holes Amen. because, well, let's get three people in the nursery. No, I want your grace to be there. I want their, the people in the nursery to be anointed to be there and people who are anointed to teach to be teaching through the power of the Holy Spirit, the ability of God. So when you when you sign up for ushering, let's say Brother Vance you know, invites you into ushering or into greeting, Hey, come with me. Let's do this together. That's a great thing. And you might try it for a few weeks, but if, it's, if it doesn't fit, it's okay. Mm-hmm. That's a win. Right. And then Leslie invites you to, Hey, what about the worship team? Let's talk to Matt. Let's talk to Scott. And then all of a sudden, wow, the lights come on. That's a win. Mm-hmm. We want you to be in the right seat on the bus. We want you utilizing the anointing so that you don't get dry rot. And we're sure not signing people up to go do something religious. We're saying, hey, let your wick be filled with oil. If you want to seek something, seek Him. And then let's partner together to get you involved in kingdom activity. Because that's part of your spiritual growth. Am I right? It's part of us growing up and being what every joint supplies. It causes growth in the body. That's Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15 and 16. When every part does its share, it causes growth in the body. But we don't want you doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff. Let's get you where you're anointed. Where God has called you to be. Right place with the right posture to have the right, the right heart, right condition of your heart there. Look at this in Romans 15. Romans chapter 15 verse 1 through 3. And I've got it in a couple of different translations. This is amplified. We who are strong in our convictions and faith ought to bear with the failings and frailties, tender scruples of the weak. We need to help carry the doubts and qualms of others and not live to please ourselves. Let each one of us make it a practice to please his neighbor or minister to his neighbor. Look at this. For his good, for his benefit, to edify him, strengthen him, build him up spiritually. For even Christ himself didn't live for himself but the reproaches of others fell on him which is just talking about bearing each other's burdens and helping people for their benefit that is sop christianity standard operating procedure is we're maturing so we can help other people mature for their benefit not so we can say how amazing we are it's not about you you're helping others for their benefit let me find... Uh, this is passion. I love this. this. Is Romans 15. Now those who are mature in their faith can easily be recognized. They don't live to please themselves. They've learned to patiently embrace others in their immaturity. Amen? Amen? Don't get too excited. I mean, <laughs> that's great stuff right there. We, we've learned to embrace others in their immaturity. Why? Because we're here to help. Right. Why? Because the helper is in me. Verse 2, our goal must be to empower others to do what is right and good for them and to bring them to spiritual maturity. This is standard operating procedure in the body of Christ. Most, most Americans, though, when they come to church, it's just all about them. Well, I didn't like the songs. Well, I didn't like the message. Well, you know, I'm here for myself. At what point do we grow up? And take the journey to help somebody else mature and connect to Christ for their benefit. Amen, somebody. Don't, don't shout me down because I'm preaching good. All right, one more. The Holy Spirit also has unction. Let me show you 1 John 2.20. Look at this one. You have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Another translation says you know all truth. How do you know all truth? Because the Spirit of truth is in you, telling you, teaching you. Let me find the other one. First John 2, he goes on, this verse 27. But the anointing which you have received from Him abides in you. And you don't need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true is not a counterfeit, just as taught you, you'll abide in Him. And now, little children, abide in Him, the anointing, the Holy Spirit, that when He appears you may have confidence and not be ashamed at His coming. Amen. Wow. All right, now let's look at the Strong's on this one. There it is, right there. Fifty-five, forty-five. The other one is fifty-five, forty-eight. Definition here is unction. He puts unction in your function. Are you are you dry? Are you worn out? Are you tired? Like, oh my gosh, I got to greet again. Okay, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> Vance is like, I can't wait to get there. How many hands can I shake today, Brother Steve? Have you met this guy? Why? Because he's in the right seat on the bus. He's got unction in his function that comes from the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to say this again. Every born-again child of God has the anointing on the inside of you. You've got the oil in you. Activate the oil by being in the right place, and we'll help you with that, and the right posture. Your heart is humble. Your heart is receptive. And your heart is available to do what? To help somebody else. All the gifts of the Spirit are to meet human need. They're not for show and for dough. And I know it's, that's what happened on TV. I know that's what happened on Christian television. And not everybody. But there are some. Okay? It's not for show and for dough. If you have the gift of encouragement, that's because others around you... How about this? smoldering wicks around you need encouraged. Yes. Amen. We had a word yesterday at Prayer Shield that all around us are smoldering wicks. Even within the body of Christ, people that are just dry and rigid. And yet, here you are. You show up. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me yeah. Yeah. to encourage you or to pray for you or to give you a gift right? Generosity. All those gifts are to meet human need. So the word here, chrisma, goes on, says anoint with oil, referring to the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit, guiding the cold-hearted believer. (laughs) No, look at the criteria. Guiding the receptive believer into the fullness of God's preferred will. And the, the anointing functions through faith. God's inward persuasion. He's trying to persuade you into things. Am I right, Laura? There, Larry, there are places you're like, you hit home. This is home for me. He, he kisses this. He breathes on this. That's the anointing. Everybody say, the anointing. The teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. He teaches you. When you, when you get in touch with the Holy Spirit, knowing the person of the Holy Spirit, spending time with the person of the Holy Spirit, you're going to know things. You're going to have words of wisdom. You're going to have words of knowledge. That's right. I told you the story about my mom. I, I walked in that day. I had, Oh, I don't have time for this, Lord. I was a teenager. I, I came home from the mall. I bought ACDC's cassette, Highway to Hell. I walk into the house. My mom meets me at the door and says, What tape did you buy today? Now, how did she know that? Good friends with the Holy Spirit. That's how she knows. That's true story. <laughs> Matt, come up here and save me. Matt, you can come on up. The Holy Spirit's a teacher. Is that biblical? Yes. It's absolutely biblical. Listen to this. Yesterday, real life example, we're in prayer shield in here and everything starts flowing about oil and anointing and different things, which was confirmation to me. But I had also shared with them what we'd be talking about so we could pray into it. And all of a sudden in the back, Will Shepherd, right over here. Will, raise your hand. Will, <laughs> he, he has a cleaning business. And so at night he cleans a chicken place. And as we're, we're praying and we're worshiping and we're talking about all this, all of a sudden he says, hey, the Lord is talking to me about all that oil at that chicken place. <laughs> did you know in, in 1st John 2, I don't know, did I read that one yet? Did we finish that one? I gotta go back to 1st John 2, that you don't, yeah, right here. You don't need that anyone have to teach you. The anointing will teach you. Who was teaching him? The Holy Spirit was teaching him. He starts saying, Will, you know all that oil that the chicken goes in? Let me break it down for you. Make sense? That's. He's not saying we don't need teaching gifts. He's saying the real teacher is the one in you. When he brings forth word from me, it comes from my spirit, which is in union with the Holy Spirit, to your spirit. I'm not speaking to your head. It's your spirit man. And when your spirit man hears the truth, what does he do? Amen. That's right. Well, how did you know it was right? Because you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. You already know the truth. He's in you. He he bears witness. First John chapter 5. He bears witness of the truth for you. He's teaching you. Does that make sense? I just thought that was a great example that... (laughs) Even in fried chicken restaurants. The Holy Spirit will say, you see that oil? Let me tell you something about that oil. Stand with me. We'll we'll pick this up next week. I didn't get very far. We'll, we'll keep going next week. Amen? Hey, I want to encourage you with something. Let's make sure that when we come in, and you did a great job today, when we come in, remember, we're here to meet with Almighty God. We are not... You know, a corporate gathering for a bunch of individual worship. We're individuals that have gathered for corporate worship. Corporately worshipping Him, seeking Him. And man, let's have, be in the right place, but let's have the right posture. And just like this morning, He will show up and He will deliver. Cause you're bringing Him with. Now, I gotta say this again. He's in you, but there's a way we access Him. It's not enough that you just have Him, right? Uh, Right place And right posture in your heart Let me pray for you Father I thank you for what you're doing In this house Thank you for stirring our hearts To get to know the person Of the Holy Spirit We never want to be a church We don't want to do an outreach Or any service apart from you We want you to lead us Guide us, orchestrate And do everything that you want to do Lord as we go into this week Wake us up. Remind us. Holy Spirit, even in the night seasons, remind us of the anointing. Remind us that we're anointed and that we're sealed with this Holy Spirit. That simply means we belong to You. We are Yours completely and totally. And Lord, remind us of that, that we can go out with a heart to help others. We love You. In Jesus' name. Come on, everybody. Said, amen. Let's give Him praise.